Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here, and today I wanted to talk about the importance of recovery gear and recovery gear training. I'm going to reference a specific incident that happened. I've mentioned it in another podcast or two, um, but this happened to me recently, and it actually, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that it caught me off guard a little bit. I was not expecting to be in a position where I was going to be stuck, and it took us multiple hours to get me recovered, kind of slowing us down a lot and getting us to camp right before dark. Uh, That was my bad. But uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of recovery gear and sort of having training on it and kind of what we went through. And not all of it's perfect, right? Like not all of it's going to be like an example of perfection. Like we had to learn some stuff and we made some mistakes during that recovery too. And that's the point, right? That's why you need to learn it. If you want to learn more about recovery gear and kind of how things can go wrong and how to avoid that, stay tuned. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys. So as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm talking about the importance of recovery gear and proper training with the recovery gear. So let me start by sort of telling the full story uh, if you follow on Instagram, you probably saw the post where my truck was leaning pretty heavily to the right and buried in a mud pit. And I actually got up to about 28 degrees of lean per my uh, gauge in my new truck, which has fancy stuff like that that tells you how far you're about to flop over on the side of your truck that's brand new. So again, we were in Hoosier National Forest, really far southern part that I'd never been to before. None of us had been. And we went down there intentionally to explore some spots that we actually got from like a ranger. Uh, that knows the area and was like, hey, there's some cool stuff down here. But I actually turned around because I didn't want to get stuck. And we're like, what? We don't believe him, right? A little bit of cockiness, a little bit of overconfidence where we're like, there's no way. We've been through all of Hoosier National Forest. There's gravel roads. There's nothing challenging. There's nothing to be scared of. Let's go check it out. So I met up with my buddies Brady with the uh, Gladiator and my buddy Dave with the Tacoma. And we headed south. And we got there about midday, maybe early afternoon. And we found this sort of road and it was gravel and it was pretty standard and we're like what is this isn't anything but we're like hey it's a little bit further back and it looks like it dead ends let's just keep going and just see where it dead ends and and see what we can figure out and so we kept going and we got to a point where it was a little bit muddy there was like some little rutted two tracks and stuff and like some fairly deep maybe like I'd say like hub deep water you know up to the middle of my wheels but nothing crazy and we kind of went through that and then we got quite a ways back and then all of a sudden Dave was kind of in the front because this was kind of his. He had kind of uncovered this area, and so it was his trip. And so he was in the front, and he bogged his Tacoma. I mean, this thing was stuck. He had his locker on. He had it in four low, everything. He's spinning, throwing mud up all over the side of it, and we're like, okay, we're going to have to recover him. 
So then Brady had to hook up to him and we yanked him back out. And at this point, I hadn't had any trouble, right? I'm in the back. So I have the easy job, right? I'm just following. I'm not leading. I'm not experiencing anything first. But by being in the back, once we figured out we're not getting any further without like seriously risking damage to the vehicles. And what's the point anyways? Like there was down the road, there was like a giant, probably like three foot, four foot thick tree down in the middle of the road. There was no way we were getting through it, even with the chainsaw. So we decided to turn around. But so then that put me in the lead. We're going back through the area that we'd already been through. And now that I watch back this footage, and I'll put it up here on YouTube if you're on YouTube, um, or if you're on Spotify, the video version of the podcast, you'll see it here. I'm going to show you when I came out. So there's a video of us going out. And this is the spot where I got stuck. But as you can sort of see, you, I kind of hug the right side line, but it's kind of dragging me down a little bit to the left. But nothing crazy, right? Like a little bit of wheel spin little bit of, you know, getting sucked down to the left a little bit, but nothing that like concerning, you know, so that's, that's me on the way out. So then we turn around now, I'm in the front of the convoy. So I'm the first one to go through. As I get back to that spot, I'm kind of to the left and I probably should have been more to the left if I'm being honest, but I was like, I could see my ruts and the fact that I'd kind of gone down to now the right, cause we're going back the other way. And I was like, well, I just, I'm going to get sucked down into that anyway. So I might as well just go straight into it and then just kind of, you know, give it some gas and come straight out of it. So then I, I kind of hit it and I hit it just far enough to the right where it sucked me further down into that stuff. And as I started to hit it, meaning give it gas to try and, you know, push my way, bully my way through this mud and out the other side, it sunk my front right tire into the mud. So then I'm like, well, shoot. And I'm looking at my gauges and I'm like, I flip it to my off-road gauges and it shows me like 11, 12 degrees. And I'm like, that's a little bit of a, of a lean, right? Like I'm definitely leaning, but I'm not concerned. So I put it in reverse. I'm in four high at this point. So I put it in reverse. I kind of give it a little bit of gas. I'm just spinning. I'm not moving at all. So I drop it to four low. I kick on my locker. I try and walk it out and it's just there's nothing happening. I'm just spinning. And as I'm watching, my gauge is going 14 degrees, 16 degrees. Then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm at like 16 degrees. <laughs> like, I'm at like a pretty reasonable lean now at this point. I don't want to make it worse. So I stop moving the truck. And we're on the radios and we're talking to each other. And um, and then as I'm sitting there, like, I'm kind of leaning enough that I'm like, I almost can't get out of the truck. Like, I'm trying to push the door and it's super heavy and I'm leaning to the side. Well, as I'm sitting there, I'm watching and my gauge is, goes to 17 and then it goes to 18 and like I'm sinking into this mud. And as I'm sinking, the left side is on solid ground and the right side is in this mud and my truck is just leaning, right? So um, as I'm leaning more and more then I'm kind of like start to get a little nervous, right? And I'm like, guys, okay, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not spinning tires anymore. We're not doing anything. We need to think about this. So I finally do manage to push my door open and climb out of the truck and I'm kind of walking around it and I'll show you that here, kind of the situation of what happened. All right, so the truck is sitting at about 25 degrees of camber right now kind of came down through this area we'd been through earlier and uh it just sunk it was a much softer bottom than we experienced the first time through i got pulled down i was trying to keep this line to the left and i got too far right got drugged down into it tried to back out and that further tilted the truck so now we're going to try a recovery we're going to try to not flop the truck and to do that, we've got Dave's truck back there that's gonna hook onto my hitch to kind of slowly pull me back. We're gonna try and hook Brady's truck up to my tow hook up here to kind of keep it from going over. And then we're gonna slowly winch me backwards because this goes up about a foot and a half behind that rear tire. So if we can just back it up just a little bit without it flopping over, then that's what matters. 
So, but as you saw there in that little video of me walking around the truck, that was live. That was me being nervous. That was me in the situation, right? Describing the situation. So hopefully for you guys on the podcast, you got a pretty good idea of what's going on. But the truck is leaning quite a bit at this point. And it's brand new and I'm nervous about it. And like, and the other thing, and this ties into, this is, I'm bringing it around to the recovery stuff here is, it's a brand new truck. I don't have a rear bumper. I don't have a front bumper. On my old truck, I had D-rings on the front. I had sliders on the side. I had heavy-duty armor underneath of it. I had a rear bumper with recovery points. That thing was kitted out. It was huge. It was lifted a bunch. It was on big 35s. I could have probably just mowed through it, and I probably wouldn't even have had a problem in the same obstacle. But in the mostly stock truck with just a little bit of lift and no recovery points, all of a sudden that stupid little mistake or that stupid little accident where you get drug into some mud turns into a pretty serious situation. So from here... What happened was we, uh, you know, we talked about it. This is the benefit, the value of having friends with you is we kind of spotted it out. We talked about it. Like, what's the best way to do this without damage? Like, how are we going to get my truck out? And uh, Dave was behind me. Brady drove around me. So he went around, up and around so that he could be in front. Um, we ended up using every piece of recovery gear that we had between the three of us to get me out. So Dave had traction boards. We kind of put those under the tires to try and lift me up a little bit on the right side as I went back so that I wouldn't keep sinking to the right and risk flopping. We used, I had a snatch block and I had a couple of soft shackles, which soft shackles are preferable to the old style metal D-rings just because they're a little bit safer if they break. You're not, you don't have a shard of metal flying at you. Um, so we used a snatch block on a tree to the front left of the truck and then Brady's winch was in front of me, but he couldn't get over far enough. So we used the snatch block to bring his line over and then hooked it to my front tow hook to sort of keep the truck down, to hold the truck down so that I couldn't flop over. Then we had Dave behind me, and they were basically working in sync, where Dave was trying to winch me backwards slowly while Brady was releasing his winch but keeping tension on the line so that the truck wouldn't flip over. Then we also had, Brady had a strap, a recovery strap, I had a recovery strap, and I had a kinetic rope. We'll get into where those get used here in just a second, but uh, Dave is using his winch, and he's this is the first time he's ever used it, which is part of why we're talking about this, right? This is why it's important to train ourselves on these things so that we know. He assumed that his winch line would have some sort of a color or something at the end of it to indicate when he would get to the end of it, and he was in really mucky stuff. Like, he was getting drug forward as he's trying to pull my truck out. He's just getting slid down into the mud. So he decided to undo his clutch on his winch, and back up a little bit so that he could get into drier stuff so that he'd have better traction to then winch me out. Well, as he starts to back up, he's going pretty slow, but as he starts to, to back up, I suddenly feel the tension release, and we hear a ping. He sheared the uh, the pin inside of his drum of his winch. He hit the end of the line, and there was no indication on his, his synthetic line to show him when he was going to be at the end. So surprise to him and all of us he hit the end of his winch line and sheared the pin off which meant his winch was out of service winch was done so then all of a sudden we had had this plan where we were just going to slowly sort of back me up out of it we couldn't do that so then what we had to do was because it's a mud pit for maybe 60 feet behind me and he had no traction in that stuff we had to secure multiple my toe strap to a kinetic line to another toe strap all with soft shackles to his front recovery points and to my hitch basically on my truck and then he had to hit it backwards to yank me up out of it. And that's what eventually did it. That's what eventually got me up out of there was the combination of all those things working in tandem. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, 
You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. But again, like in that situation, one, we had no expectation that this was going to happen, right? We didn't. So that's one thing is be cautious, right? And typically I'm pretty cautious. Like, again, I, we had been through this section. I had no idea that was going to happen, but it did. And again, a lot of people will hide this stuff or they're, they say they're too cool. And I'm sure I'm probably going to get comments down below from people saying, you should have done this, you should have done that. Easy to say, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, I wish I would have just stayed to the left. I probably would have been fine, and we would have never had this cool story to tell and this funny video to show people. But that's how you learn, right? So now I've learned another lesson over the years. But so, like, learning about the capabilities of your vehicle, learning how to take the right lines, and then learning your recovery gear is super important because... Again, because of us all working together and kind of coming up with this idea of how to use all this recovery gear to solve this problem, we did get my truck out with no damage, no problems. Yeah, Dave's winch line broke, but he ended up finding a way. He replaced the pin and everything's fine, and now he knows. And he's going to get a new synthetic line that has like a red section for the last like 10 feet or so, so that he knows when he's getting to the end. He learned something there, right? So knowing your recovery gear, one, having the recovery gear, super important. Because a lot of the times I don't carry a lot of my stuff with me, especially like right now I'm in Hoosier National Forest. And there's just, I know these roads, I don't. Need, I didn't even use GPS to come down here. I know them all with like the back of my hand. In this case, we were on a new road, but I just assumed it was the same and it wasn't. So, you know, be cautious, have your recovery gear with you. Even if you think something, you know, there's no chance. It's also nice to have in case you encounter someone else that slid off the road. Let's say you come across someone that just was driving too fast and slid down off an embankment, having a winch to help pull them out, having toe straps, having things like that could help in another situation that's not even overlanding or camping related. So have your recovery gear with you. That's number one. Number two, know how to use it, right? Like this was the first time I've used a snatch block. I've watched a few videos on it. I knew a little bit. It worked great. It was, you know, we used all soft shackles as much as possible. So that was great. Um, we were as safe as we could possibly be. But there were definitely some times where we're like, you know, like with the winch, like how far back can I go? Oh, that's too far. So know your equipment know how to use it, attend some classes at like an overlanding expo. That stuff's super important and super helpful. But have the equipment, know how to use it, and then be very safe with it, right? Like again, we use soft shackles as much as possible, wherever possible. I think we used one metal D-ring, but it was attached to my tow hook on the front, and we were just using it on that static line to sort of keep the truck from flipping, and it was attached to my tow hook. So it wasn't, if anything, the line might have let go, and that would have been it. But the D-ring should have stayed on my tow hook. So anyways, know how to use your gear, have it with you, and be prepared to use it, and be cautious, right? So again, I've been doing this for several years now. Before that, I had a Jeep. We off-roaded. I mean, I've got a pretty fair amount of experience, but I wouldn't call myself a wheeler by any means. But all of us learned stuff in that situation, and all of us came away better for it. So that's how you learn. Go out, get experience, use your gear, learn how to use it, and you'll be all good. But I hope that that was helpful for you. If it was and you're on YouTube, click that like button. If you're on YouTube also and you're not subscribed, click the subscribe button. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. And I've got tons of great content around overlanding and camping stuff. If you're on the podcast, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode. That's super helpful. In the description down below will be links to all my social channels. So if you want to come hang out elsewhere, I'd love to have you wherever you want to hang out. There are also links to my website where I've got funny stickers and patches, overlanding and camping themed stuff that I think are funny. They're like dad jokes, right? Because I'm a 
43-year-old dad. But uh, things like don't burn your wiener and it's a hot dog or uh, I hate people so I camp, that kind of thing. So if you're into that sort of stuff, go check those out. And then last but not least, there are links to my Patreon group where we have got 24 uh, 7 Discord and we chat about our rigs and our gear and that sort of thing. And then there's also the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. Totally free to join. Awesome group of awesome people that are there to help newbies. So if you're looking for a group that's going to be supportive and not bully you, that might be a good place and you should check it out. But again, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.